Good evening. Welcome to Mary Queen of Peace Parish as we celebrate the sixth Sunday in Ordinary Time. A special welcome is extended to those who are visiting with us today and to anyone returning home to our parish community. You are always welcome here. Next weekend is Giving Weekend in the Diocese of Pittsburgh. All parishioners should have received a letter in the mail with information about this year's annual parish appeal, along with a pledge card. The Spring Luncheon and Fashion Show Committee have placed a tree in each of our churches. On the trees are ornaments with gift ideas for donations to be used for the Super Baskets raffle that is held at the luncheon. Donations may be returned to church next weekend. See the bulletin for additional information. This coming Wednesday is the final day to submit your census information. If you haven't yet, please complete the form. There is information in today's bulletin listing the various ways you may do so. Assisting us today as our lectors are Mary Pakatinskis and Joanne Paradise. I, Serena Tamburino, am your cantor. Our organist is Therese Locke and our celebrant is Father Michael. Let us all now stand if you are able for the entrance procession and join with each other in singing our opening hymn, Love Divine, All Loves Excelling, number 641 in the blue hymnal. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. Good evening, everyone. Sixth Sunday of Ordinary Time, we continue to walk with one another in the Lord and hear some of his most profound teachings taken from the Sermon on the Mount, knowing that he calls us deeper and deeper into discipleship and to his way of self-giving life, death, and resurrection. As we begin this liturgy, we open ourselves to the grace and mercy of God that is always present to us. Lord Jesus, you are light to all peoples and nations. Lord, have mercy. Christ Jesus, you have come to truly set us free. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you share with us the gift of the kingdom. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us of our sin, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God, glory to God. 
God, glory to God, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, on earth peace to people of goodwill. Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our Gathering our prayers together, let us pray. O God, who teach us that you abide in hearts that are just and true, grant that we may be so fashioned by your grace as to become a dwelling pleasing to you. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Preparing ourselves to hear the word of God this weekend, pay attention to how the law that is given in Sirach and then talked about by Paul to the Corinthians is a law that is certainly a wisdom that is some ways beyond human understanding, but at the same time too is also a law that is given out of love and freedom. A reading from the book of Sirach. If you chose you can keep the commandments, they will save you. If you trust in God, you too shall live. He has set before you fire and water. To whichever you choose, stretch forth your hand. Before man are life and death good and evil. Whichever he chooses shall be given him. 
Immense is the wisdom of the Lord. He is mighty in power and all-seeing. The eyes of God are on those who fear him. He understands every man's deed. No one does he command to act unjustly. To none does he give license to sin. The word of the Lord. Thanks be God. From the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, we speak a wisdom of those who are mature, not a wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are passing away. Rather, we speak God's wisdom, mysterious, hidden, which God predetermined before the ages for our glory. 
and which none of the rulers of this age knew. For if they had known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, what eye has not seen and ear has not heard and what has not entered the human heart, what God has prepared for those who love him. This God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit scrutinizes everything, even the depths of God. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish, but to fulfill. Amen, I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or the smallest part of a letter will pass from the law until all these things have taken place. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do so will be called least in the kingdom of God. But whoever obeys and teaches these commandments will be called greatest in the kingdom of heaven. I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to your ancestors, you shall not kill, and whoever kills will be liable to judgment. 
But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, will be answerable to the Sanhedrin. And whoever says, you fool, will be liable to fiery Gehenna. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there recall that your brother has anything against you, leave your gift there at the altar, go first and be reconciled with your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Settle with your opponent quickly while on the way to court. Otherwise, your opponent will hand you over to the judge, and the judge will hand you over to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. Amen, I say to you, you will not be released until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, whoever looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than to have your whole body thrown into Gehenna. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than to have your whole body go into Gehenna. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife must give her a bill of divorce. But I say to you, whoever divorces his, life, his wife unless the marriage is unlawful causes her to commit adultery, and whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said by your ancestors, do not take a false oath, but make good to the Lord all that you vow. But I say to you, do not swear at all, not by heaven, for it is God's throne, not by the earth, for it is his footstool, nor by, by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Do not swear by your head, for you cannot make a single hair white or black. Let your yes mean yes, and your no mean no. Anything more is from the evil one. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The first followers of Christianity, and even today, those who live truly and most freely discipleship and the call to Christian life and the gospel, uh, became Christians and started following Christianity because of a freedom they experienced unlike any other freedom, a life unlike they had experienced in any other experience of life, a sense of love and community that connected them and helped them to be free and to experience that life. That's why followers of Christianity have endured from the very beginning to this time, and especially those who follow discipleship closely these days, live in this sense of freedom and a sense of joy and life unlike any other.
And yet, how do we reconcile that with the beginning of today's gospel where we hear Jesus say, not a single letter of the law, not even a single letter, but even a single part of the letter of the law will be passed away. I've not come to abolish, but to fulfill. How does that freedom and that law come together? By the way, quick little aside, not one iota comes from this passage of scripture, by the way. An iota is in the Aramaic and the Greek language. It actually is like a vowel, and it's like this little itty-bitty mark that goes like this, like the dot of an eye, right? So Jesus is saying, not even one of those little of the law is going to pass away. How do we reconcile that with the profound freedom and life that we're supposed to experience as Christians, especially in today's day and age, right? Where it's all about our freedom, right? Well, freedom in Jesus' wisdom and wisdom even beyond that comes from the little things, the little habits, the decisions, and the behaviors that we do. That was what leads to fullness of life, fullness of freedom, and fullness of love and community in God's kingdom. So we're hearing from the, of course, one of the most profound teachings of Jesus and its articulation within Matthew's gospel called the Sermon on the Mount. We've been hearing about that for the last couple of weeks. We will finish it actually this week and next week because those are our last two weeks of ordinary time and then we'll move into the Lenten season. So for the last number of weeks, we've been hearing it. It started out with the blessedness of the Beatitudes. Last week we heard you are salt and light for the world. And now what is happening is we're getting into the depth of Jesus' explanation and teaching about the law. Now, once again, remember that Matthew's gospel and the, the writers of Matthew's gospel are addressing a predominantly Jewish Christian community. Now, these were people who would know the law, have practiced the law. They're most likely going to temple and synagogue weekly, right? These are people who know this through and through and possibly even believe that they're practicing it, especially when he talks about the scribes and the Pharisees who see themselves as the scholars and kind of the super upholders and upkeepers of the law. And so when Jesus in today's gospel starts into a couple of very specific teachings of the law and goes into them, these Jewish hearers would have known this law very well. And he doesn't just talk about the law and living it as a checklist or upholding it in its extreme, but what Jesus talks about when he starts talking about the law is he starts talking about the little things that take root in our hearts and in our souls that lead to life or death, that lead to a freedom or an oppression, that lead to uh, a, you know, a, a sense of joy and peace and fullness of life or lead to a sense of 
crushedness, sinfulness, whatever. He's talking about not just the law, but the little things that lead to the law. He's not talking about just the morality, the high morality of murdering, adultery, keeping your vows and commitments. He's talking about the little everyday things that we do live decide and behaviors and habits that take root that will either bring forth the living of that law and that life or lead to sin, destruction, and death. There's a, there's a very popular book out right now that uh, is on the New York Times bestseller list, and many people have read it. And as a matter of fact, a number of people have talked to me about it, and I'm going to give a little caveat. I haven't read the full book, but I've done book reviews and listened to some uh, actually reflections about it, some summaries about it. And the book is called Atomic Habits. Anybody heard of Atomic Habits? Book Atomic? Okay, here's, where, here's the way you're looking at me right now. Atomic Habits, anybody heard of it? A couple people? Okay. All right, so it's one of the, I guess, the, most, uh, the best books out there right now about talking about how we get into habits, unconscious habits, and then how we can change or, or habits that we don't like and actually create habits that we want. And that whole philosophy, again, I'm just going to give a brief from my understanding and summaries about atomic habits, is basically that uh, it, it's the little everyday things and decisions that we do and behaviors that we have that will lead to basically who we are. And we are basically what we decide and how we behave, right? And so uh, if I decide that, you know, today that I'm gonna smoke, I'm gonna be a smoker, right? And I'm going to pretty much do that. And so basically the understanding of the book is, and the way they call it, why they call it atomic habits, and of course remember atomic is a very small particle, is basically they say that everyday little things are what's most important. So for instance, airplanes. I don't know if anybody knows about flying airplanes, but once an airplane is in the air, there's something on airplanes called trimming. And what trimming it is, is, is not using like the joystick or the steering, right? It's just a little adjustment that takes the position of the fins and moves them just a small percentage, right? And what that does is they trim to keep on a course to get towards a goal. It's that ever so small percentage that will lead you there. And if that percentage is just a little bit off, instead of going to... Philadelphia, you may end up in Atlanta, right? You following that, right? So it's just the every little day percentage. And so the philosophy of the book of Atomic Habits is if you make little decisions, adjust little habits every single day, just a little bit, you'll get to your goal. And that the goals themselves aren't sometimes as important as the, the basically the process and the little everyday small things that we do in order to reach that goal. That's what's most significant. And so the idea is if I want to become a runner, instead of going out and trying to run today five miles, I run for five minutes. And then if I do that a couple times a week, run for five minutes, 
then I start to develop the habit of that. And then I run for 10 minutes. And then before I realize it, I'm running five miles. And the idea is not to run five miles, but to become a runner. Right? Found that? See the subtle difference there? The idea is not to quit smoking. The idea is to become someone who doesn't smoke. The idea is to become not somebody who goes to church, but... Oh, excuse me, not to become, not to be, not, the, the, the goal is not to go to church every Sunday, but the idea is to become someone who goes to church and experiences the life of the community and communal prayer and liturgy. Do you see those subtle differences that happen with just small incremental changes? Now, again, why am I talking about that? One iota, right? You see, the profound wisdom that Jesus is talking about when he's talking about don't kill, if, 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 I've, if I've lusted and followed that in my mind, how that can lead to, uh, it's a subtle little change that's going to lead to a direction that we don't want to go. You know, if, if I've broken my commitment just a little bit or I've kept my commitment just a little bit, right, that's going to lead to something much bigger and much greater. Atomic Habits. Jesus spoke about it long before the book was just written, right? Not one iota. Those little itty-bitty, small decisions, behaviors, habits that we develop become who we are as God's people. And the idea is not just to become someone who doesn't kill, but someone who realizes that the anger in my mind, in my heart, although it's very human, by the way, right? It's a human instinct. He's not saying don't become angry. He's saying when you do become angry, what do you do with it, right? How, how, do, you, how do you diffuse it? Is it taken out on somebody? Are you name-calling? Don't take me down a road about what's going on in public debate right now, right? Uh, how that's become so acceptable, right? Jesus is basically saying you're leading towards violence and murder and killing as you go down that path, our everyday little decisions. So here's your challenge for the week. And I'm going to go to the last of the commandments that Jesus spoke about. Do not swear. Do not swear by God. Do not swear by anything. And he gets to the end and he says, let your yes mean yes and your no mean no. As you go through your week this week, try to do your best to be conscious of the little yeses and no's that you're saying. Not just with your mouth, but with your behaviors and your actions, right? When, when you say yes when somebody invites you to someplace, right? and you go spend time with them. Or you say no <laughs> when somebody invites you or to spend time with them, right? When you say yes to turning on the television at 10.30 at night, or you say no to turning on the television 10.30 at night. When you say yes to, I don't know, vegetables, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or you say no to vegetables, right? 
or you say yes to participating in the gossip or no to participating in the gossip. You following me? Try your best this week to be conscious of what you are saying and what you're behaving and what you're deciding in those small, little, everyday things. Because those are the things that are going to lead to our freedom or our oppression. Our life and fullness of life or our unhealthy experience and sinfulness. Yes and no. Because Christianity is ultimately about profoundly experiencing the freedom the, the, the life, the hope that God offers us through his law. People of faith, we stand and profess one faith as we say, I believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, before and the Father before all ages, God from God, life from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things are made for us for our salvation. He came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was the Virgin Mary and became Mary. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death in his spirit and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and the kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds in the Father and the Son who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Trusting the power of God's love, God's presence, God's life, we bring these needs and prayers of petition as church, as community. And our response is, hear us, O Lord. Rekindle and strengthen the faith of all those preparing for a sacrament, especially the second and third graders who are participating in the mass of enrollment this weekend, we pray. Hear us, O Lord. In the words of Pope Francis, Mary, Queen of Peace, comfort the martyred Ukrainian people and obtain from the heads of nations the strength of will to immediately bring the war to an end, we pray. Yes, For all those suffering in Syria and Turkey after the earthquake, that they may know Christ's healing and hope in the midst of their suffering, we pray. Hear us, o Lord. For all those on our prayer request list in the bulletin, 
that their pain and suffering be eased by our prayers. We pray to the Lord. We go forth for safety for first responders as well as for marginalized communities that we may truly protect and cherish each person in our midst. We pray. Hear us, O Lord. For all those who have died in our parish community, especially Vincent Kala and Teresa Pastorius, may they be welcomed into God's kingdom, we pray. Hear us, O Lord. And we remember today Barb Miller and all the intentions present on the altar, along with those that we hold in the silence of our hearts, we pray. Hear us, O Lord. Calling on the loving intercession of our patron and mother, we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Mary, Queen of Peace, pray for us. Our hymn for the presentation of the gifts can be found on the inside back cover of the hymnal, Earthen Vessels. has shown in our darkness God has shown in our hearts with the light of the
with one another, with Christ, we offer our gifts and lives. Pray, sisters and brothers, my sacrifice and yours will be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May this oblation, Lord, we pray, cleanse and renew us and become for those who do your will a source of eternal reward through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty, our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God, through Christ. In him, you have been pleased to renew all things. You've given us a share in his fullness. Though in the form of God, he emptied himself and by the blood of the cross brought peace to all creation. Therefore, he has been exalted above all things and for all who obey him has become the source of eternal salvation. So with all of the saints and angels, thrones, dominions, hosts, and powers of heaven, we sing a hymn of your glory as without end we acclaim. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the font of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, sending your spirit upon them like the dewfall, that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed, he entered willingly into his passion. He took bread, said the blessing, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, saying, take this all of you, and eat of it. This is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, once more giving thanks, gave it to his disciples, saying, take this, all of you, and drink from it. This is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith.
Therefore, we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection. We offer you, Lord, the bread of life, the chalice of salvation, giving thanks you've held us worthy to be in your presence and to minister to you. Humbly we pray, partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church, which is spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, with David, our Bishop, with all of the clergy, with all who serve and lead your people. Remember also all of our sisters and brothers who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. And have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Saint Joseph, her blessed spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life, to praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Communion with the Father and growing in communion with one another at the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to pray. Who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from all evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be free from sin, safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope, the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, you said to your apostles and to us, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sin, but on the faith of your church. Graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, for you live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you. We offer one another some sign of Christ's peace.
Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Prayer for spiritual communion. Lord Jesus, through baptism, we are one in you and in each other. We believe you were present in the blessed sacrament, the word, and the Christian community. We believe that the power of your love has no limits. For those who cannot physically be here with us, we humbly ask you, through the power of your most Holy Spirit, that in this act of sacred communion, we are all made stronger in our love for you and for one another. Wherever we are, we are your church, yearning through your grace to be witnesses of your kingdom in our thoughts, words, and deeds. Amen. Amen. Our communion hymn is number 728, I Has Not Seen.
As God's people, let us together stand and let us pray. Having fed upon these heavenly delights, we pray, O Lord, that we would always long for the food by which we truly live. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Uh, again, you've heard all the announcements this morning. Uh, last time, please, 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 please fill out the census if you've not already done so. Uh, that will prevent us having to call you later and say, hey, please fill out the census. Um, and this is just the beginning of many, many things that are going to be happening this year. Uh, 2023 is going to be an amazing, exciting year, and this is kind of laying the foundation so we can connect with the members of our community, uh, better serve the community, and there'll be, again, all kinds of other things you're going to be hearing as the year unfolds. So uh, please, 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 did I say please? Yes. Fill out the census. Thank you. The Lord be with you. May the blessings of Almighty God be upon you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Thanks be to God. Our closing hymn is number 493, Change Our Hearts. Change our hearts this time. Your word says it can be. Change our minds this time. Your life could make us free. We are the people your call sets apart. Lord, this time, change our Change our hearts. 